I'm Dizzard, the Night Lizard, and welcome to The Danger Room, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast focused on helping you prepare to be less humble than the opponents you are yet to face. We discuss strategy, tips, tricks, and things you should consider to level up your ego. Don't forget to join us on our free X-Force Men Discord, and if so inclined, our Patreon to give us money for doing something we would do for free anyway. On the podcast, regular members include Dizzard, the Night Dizzard, Patrick Stewart, Mike, and the premature sploosh. Okay, welcome back to another week of The Danger Room, and this time we have all four of us. This should be fun. Let's start off with Patrick Stewart's protocols. All right, today we're um, talking about um, some uh, Patrick Stewart protocols. Uh, I got a really interesting math thing for us today. Um, First off, um, uh, I would like to really look into uh, some interesting statistics from the Tabletop Simulator League because I do all the more interesting topics on my blog. Uh, patrickstewartprotocols.com. So we had a lot of members here, um, a lot of members on this podcast make the uh, league um, cut. Uh, At least two of them made the the cut. And um, blimey, it was really crazy, the amount of uh, math that I was able to dig up for this. The the most enlightening thing is that... um, we had two members make the cut of the league, um, which out of four people is a striking 50%. Uh, if you really look into the math there, um, half of four is two. And um, bloody, yeah, that's, that's 50%. So um, what that means is if you join a podcast, you have a 50% chance uh, based on the numbers of uh, making cut in any game, in any league play, you do. So um, I think that's pretty clear that the meta is podcasting, which is why there are so many of them. Uh, there's so many members of podcasts. So that's all I have today. Uh, nothing too in-depth. Uh, uh, make it so for uh, our Xavier, uh, our Patrick Stewart <laughs> uh, protocols. Thank you, Patrick. Can you tell me, was any X-Force men in that cut? You you know, what's really interesting is that um, anything divided by zero is still zero. That's math. So you take zero or five or six or nine and divide it by zero. That's that's still zero. So what I can say is um, no, never. That's really unusual because I think X-Force men is the top of the meta and probably the best thing ever. You know, have you played much X-Force men? You know, uh, I would love to continue talking about some X-Force men with you, uh, Dizzard, but you are no longer a member of this podcast, so we cannot indulge you with these topics any longer about X-Force men um, and overpriced cable and how Honey Badger and X-23 fits into every squad configuration. Um, That's two members, again, two characters 
which is half of four, 50%. All right. Okay. That's, that's a little sad, but I understand. So next up, we're going to interview Mike about how he invented each and every meta since the game has existed. Let's ask Mike some questions. Like I've been doing the, uh, some head simming and, um, I don't even think it's worth playing the next season. Honestly, uh, I'm on the, the, um, the simulations in my uh, subconscious overnight and, uh, it showed me the path to victory. Uh, so I think we can just, uh, crown myself champion for this, uh, upcoming league and, um, skip right over it into season, uh, nine. That's, um, really interesting that, um, Mike, you mentioned, uh, head simming, uh, which is a 100% accurate way to find conclusions. Um, I would say what percentage of games are you winning? in those head simulations? Uh, at this point, I'm winning 100% of the games, but that's because I'm so far ahead of the meta right now. Um, you know, I'm on season 11 or 12 meta right now where most people are still uh, playing season seven meta. So I'm kind of waiting for the community to catch up to me here um, before I start worrying about what's coming up next. So, Mike, are you playing X-Force Men in Season 11 in your head? Um, I, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize that voice. It sounded like somebody who used to be on our cast. It's, it's Lizard, the Night Lizard. I, I founded the cast. Uh, so let's move on and talk a little bit about this season. Um, you know, I... I thought I was going to win this season um, because I was so far ahead of this meta. Um, but actually, I was so far ahead that I've gone around a circle like a racetrack and I've, I've come around behind the meta, um, which is the reason that I wasn't able to make cut this, this season. But um, my Red Skull, Baron Zemo, Modoc list is certain to dominate season eight. That's, that's really interesting, Mike. Thank you for that. Uh, you're amazing. Uh, I think finally now we should move on to interview the premature Sploosh about the art of complaining. Sploosh, are you there? Yeah, I am here actually. And I would like to just talk about that intro, okay? It's not just art, okay? It is just a masterpiece at what I do, okay? Secondly, it's not possible for Mike to continually win because I never lose. So how can you head sim against everyone that's not me and even pretend to think that you can win that much? Is it true, Sploosh, that you've won every season of TTS League? Even it's though true. It is absolutely true. Without It's, it's only because, uh, you know, you were drafting off of uh, my tech in Voodoo and Black Cat. Uh, because until I started playing them, they weren't hitting the table at all. But, uh, you know, the community's finally starting to catch up to some of the the characters that I was using so effectively. Um, you know, bringing Black Cat and Voodoo to the meta, as I did, I think is what has given you some success. You know, you know I just, that's just untrue, I think, because, you know, we know that I was playing Midnight Suns and Voodoo in the season before. So I think that you just stole my tech, to be honest. 
Oh, I'm pretty sure that you watched some of my games and then went back in time and put them in your list. It's really the only explanation. Let's stop. That is one explanation. Oh, uh, you know, Sploosh, I, I really want to... I disagree with you there on, on some of that math. You've won 100% of everything you've ever done, ever. But how could you possibly have won 100% of 100%? Th- those numbers just don't make any sense, mate. Man, blimey. Well, where there is a will, there is a way, and no will is second to mine. Well, uh, I think we're good then, Sploosh, to move on to some hot takes. Um, we have a, a few hot takes here on some brand new... Uh, just, just quickly, I have one more thing I want to talk about. Just a slight little tangent, okay? Something else that was peeving me off. Um, you know, I was playing a game the other day, and I was trying to play, and the person just kept on talking to me about silly things like star signs and, you know, things that have nothing to do with Marvel, and I would just like to submit a formal complaint about that. I think I think that's that's allowed. I think uh, I think you're allowed to 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 do that, Sploosh. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, we're going to talk about hot takes uh, on a new character reveal, um, and uh, I know how much you you love talking about new characters, Sploosh. So I really want you to uh, break down here the the reveal we got today of. Um, um, uh, Patrick Stewart, my favorite character, being uh, uh, introduced into the game. Uh, Professor Xavier was announced today. Um, uh, you know, one physical defense, one energy, and nine mystic defense with a uh, a twelve die mystic builder, but with no power generation. What, what, what do you think of of that sploosh? Well, first of all, it's a little bit, you know. One physical defense, I think that he should have easily been two. He is in an armored chair after all. Um, but, you know, I just want to complain about that 12 die builder with no power generation. I just think that that is a bit, you know, undercooked and we could overcook that just a little bit by giving him power generation off of that. Mike, um, my math says that on a 12 die builder, at least 50% of the time you're getting six hits on average. Now there's crits in there and there's all kinds of other stuff, but... Um, what do you think of Xavier's superpowers? Um, being able to just control one of your opponent's models for the entirety of the game and any objectives they're holding count as your objective seems like a pretty powerful ability, right, Mike? Uh, well, I, I think that this could be a decent character in affiliation. Um, but bringing him outside of affiliation, I, I, I just don't see him splashable. But... I imagine the community is just going to wait and see how I use him. And then uh, that will determine uh, where the best fit for uh, Professor Xavier is. So, so what I'm saying is I think just wait until I use him for a few games and then that'll tell you uh, how you should be using him as well. Mike, I thought we, uh, we talked about this, but instead of saying splashable, could you henceforth say splooshable? Sorry, I don't think he's splooshable outside of affiliation. Um, I know that he's not on the podcast anymore, but um, we got uh, a Dizzard here. Dizzard, is Xavier going to be splashed in X-Force for you, you think? Well, as an X-Force man, Xavier will be my leader for X-Force and X-Men. And I think he pairs really well with X-23 and Honey Badger. And I think X-23, Honey Badger, and Xavier will be the new meta. And I think it will be the strongest meta known to mankind. 
that's uh, certainly, certainly very powerful. Um, uh, I was doing some math on, on Xavier's tactics card um, uh, called <clears throat> um, uh, Bald and Beautiful, and um, it's really interesting. It, it allows you to, if you're playing your opponent and they have less hair than you on their head, you get to um, raise your uh, any of your dice rolls by the amount of follicles that you have more on your head than them. And uh, the math gets a little screwy there. I'm going to have to do a bit of number crunching, I think. Uh, a bit, uh, I'll have to go back in and, and get some equations. But, but roughly... Um, you're looking at uh, an increase of 15 million percent on your dice variance. Uh, I think that that's pretty good. Um, uh, Sploosh, is that going to make your 10? Especially, it's unaffiliated. You don't. You can just bring Z, Splo- You can Splo- Sploosh Xavier into any one of your rosters. Uh, since you said it like that, absolutely. Why would I ever leave something as powerful as that at home? Ah, in in indeed, uh, uh, Mike. Uh, I know tactics cards are something really. We talked about mind games recently. The tactics cards uh, uh, is bald and beautiful. One that you think that uh, you might use uh, to uh, to take the reins and in, in season. What, what headsim are you on? Fifteen season fifteen. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to make my ten. I think the opportunity cost. I mean, only raising your dice by fifteen thousand percent is probably not going to be good enough for this to get in. Uh, to your list. I'd much prefer something that is really going to mess with my opponent's head and make them wonder what I'm playing. So I'll probably include a bunch of tactics cards from a bunch of different affiliations, even if I can't run them, just so my opponent can't figure out what it is I'm going to be bringing to the table until I actually reveal my roster. Mm. And I think that's going to give me the Mm. edge that I need to win the next season. Yes, I think that that's correct. um, I mean, obviously it's a bit niche. You have to be playing someone with is bald, less hair than you. So I don't know if it's, I mean, when it works, it'll work, but then, I mean, it might not work all the time. So, um, yes. Um, I I have a question for Mike. Mike, if you're playing Xavier, will you wait until you see your opponent's head before you reveal Xavier into your squad? If they were in a hat, will you wait for them to take off their beanie or their hat so you can see their head? And then, then choose your squad. Is that a, a mind trick we can use? I think you got to go beyond that. I think you have to talk them into taking off their hat because you know maybe they know what kind of game you're playing. So you have to use tactics like saying, um, "Boy, it's really warm in here," or um, you know something along the lines of, Oof, "Beanies are really not in fashion right now." And hopefully that's going to get inside your opponent's head and make them self-conscious enough to take off that hat, and you can really evaluate whether this card's going to work for you. You, you know, Mike, I think that that's a, you know, you're, you're overthinking it here. I mean, uh, you you're clearly uh, lost in your own mind for, uh, for due, due to all the head simming. Um, uh, we need some rules clarifications. What happens if my opponent shaves their head mid-game? I need to I need to know from Negladar what. Um, what that ruling is. I also need to know what if they're wearing a toupee? What if it's fake hair? Does that count or not count? Because then suddenly we have a wig meta happening, and I don't know what wig I I, I should take. Honestly, uh, Sp- uh, Sploosh, what kind of wig would you wear to a tournament if it was uh, legal? Oh, sorry, I was just eating something. Um, 
Um, I would take uh, probably something along the lines of a Mr. T-Wig, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, honestly, I don't see why I can't just take something like what you've already got, what you're already rocking, Xavier. So um, I'm not sure, to be honest. That's, that's fair. I can tell you that uh, my subconscious has already worked out that season uh, nine will be the wig meta. And, and I'm already working on some, some ways to, to counter the, the wig meta that, um, you know, I, I, I think are going to be effective. Does that mean you'll be taking the Ancient One and Wong into your squads to, to counter that? I, I, I don't want to give away my tech, but uh, bald characters might be part of it. Bald character meta, I think, is certainly on the horizon. Um, Dizzard, was there anything else that you felt strongly to um, include uh, after the fact about uh, X-Force men and Xavier? Any turn one plays, perhaps? Any turn one herb plays? No. In fact, all of these mind games make me feel uncomfortable, and I'm going to leave the cast. That's fair. Well, good luck to you, Dizzard, in your future pursuits. I'm very excited to hear all the great work that you'll do in other areas of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, <clears throat> speaking of that turn one herb play, I have a detailed 18 and a half step process on how using Xavier, you can score the herb on turn zero before your opponent has even set up. Um, just be sure to check that out on Patrick Stewart Protocols com for that article. Uh, big thanks to... Um, uh, Utility Cupcake for helping me with that article. Uh, he's very good at these uh, turn zero uh, pre-setup uh, game-winning plays. Um, that's going to do it, I think. Uh, do you have anything else, Mike? No, that's it for me. Uh, I look forward to being crowned our Season 8 champion. Sploosh. Okay. Yeah, I just, you know, we've been over this and, you know, I'm not one to really winch about it, but I really thought that we'd go to me first instead of Mike. <laughs> uh, as ever, we'll see you next time on The Danger Room. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our opinions. Please note that as time continues, some information will be used to make us look more smarter but we will do our best to ignore our bad results and refresh you constantly on only our previous good event results. Be sure to check out all of our sponsors to ensure we continue to keep being able to purchase discounted MCP models for ourselves whilst you pay the full retail price. We'll see you next time in the X-Force Men Room. All right, so obviously, happy April Fools, everybody. Uh, we're the members of the Strike Better podcast doing a bit of a fun swap here with our friends at the Danger Room. Obviously, oh, over caricatures of everybody. We love all those guys. Um, this is all done in really good fun. Um, <laughs> the wig meta. <laughs>
<laughs> so dumb. Guys, make sure you check out uh, Danger Room for their awesome content. And uh, if you haven't given a listen to Strike Better, uh, come over and check us out too. Hopefully uh, we have something we can uh, share with you as well. Uh, thanks to the Danger Room for uh, having some good fun with us. And happy April Fool's, everyone. Happy April Fool's, Sploosh. everyone. Sploosh, please make Sploosh a little word. <laughs> I think that, sure? uh, they're, they're just Sploosh characters now. They're not Splash characters. They're Sploosh characters. Good. Good. Maybe we should give a shout out to Dizzard as well. Um, for he just announced he's going to leave the Danger Room and go do other stuff. Um, awesome. He was the one of the guys that started it. So thanks, Dizzard. Um, it's been good to listen to you for the last year or two, um, and we wish you the best. And uh, thank you. Yeah, we put. Yeah, good can't wait, see yeah, can't wait to see what you have. Um, we were poking a little bit of fun there at you, but I legitimately have a local who does X Force and is always really, really excited to hear what you've been doing on uh, all of that tech. So um, hopefully. We don't know as of this recording. We don't know what Danger Room did for us, so maybe maybe we shouldn't apologize. We don't know, <laughs> so we're gonna go find, find out, baby. Simulation complete.